It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone, it's Ron Johnson, and this is Locked On Sports Minnesota, and this is a Friday roundtable. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. I got Luke Inman. I got Sam Ekstrom. I got Reggie Wilson from CARE 11. And we're not going to talk about Reggie being 6'9", 215 pounds today. We're not talking <laughs> about that. Today, we are have to we, we have to talk. About, I mean, there's so much going on in sports, fellas. I mean, you, you got you got Damian Lillard. You, you got him and Paul George getting into it o- over comments from years ago. Uh, you got the Minnesota Vikings. And, and, and all of a sudden, you have Dalvin Cook going to the Jets. But you know what? We got to get locked on on these topics, man. And everybody, I want you to know this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to make every moment more. Well, it's time to get locked in on this on this uh, menu today, fellas. This, this, these topics. Luke, what you got for us? Yeah, Ron. So now that the dust is settled, the roster's set, I want to talk about what the Vikes' biggest concerns are and what they can do to alleviate some of those pressing issues by the time week one rolls around hey i saw also online that they're having trouble finding skip bayless's new co-host i'd like to start the nomination for ron johnson for undisputed ron johnson for undisputed what do you think i'm with that i'm with that Uh, and if it doesn't work out for him maybe we can do the twins on there they they seem to know how to do that you know i won't even go there but they're five and one since that players only meeting so we'll talk about that and, you know, I'm a big basketball fan. Everybody knows that. I love basketball. I play it every chance I get. And there's a Twins – or, sorry, no, there's not a Twins. There's a Timberwolves because the Twins don't trade. It's a Timberwolves possibility to trade for Damian Lillard. But to make that trade, who do they have to get rid of and who are we willing to get rid of? We'll talk about that next on, on the Friday Roundtable. Again, I'm Ron Johnson. That's Luke Inman, Sam Ekstrom, and Reggie Wilson. Well – you know what? It's always nice to start. We always start with football, I feel like. Let's let's flip this thing around a little bit. Reggie, what you got for us? Well, the Twins, uh, I, I said on, on CARE 11 uh, the other night, there's nothing like having the last place team in the division come so you could just whoop up on them real good. Twins swept the Royals. That's what they should have done. Game over 500 now, and, and it's – this division is just not – it's not it. It's not it. If they were in any other division – I was looking at when they were playing the Red Sox uh, a few weeks back, and the Red Sox were like six, seven games over 500, and they were down like 12 games. They were the last place team in the East. And the Twins somehow just – you know, you got the Royce Lewis thing now. That That is a really tough break for them. Uh, Royce comes back. It's not the knees this time. He's a, he's got this oblique strain right now, and now he's going to miss some time. Gives a chance for Jose Miranda not to throw away his shot, and we'll see what he does uh, moving <laughs> forward. But you like that one? I, use I like that, on that TV, one. Hamilton, yeah. Uh, and and so I just I wonder, you know, you got the the momentum of Sonny making the All Star, so you guys. I thought you guys said that Yohan Duran was going to be an all-star. What happened? The Twins I don't only un- have one I don't understand all-star. it. I don't understand it at all. I mean, I don't know if the – because sometimes in baseball, you know, the teams will have to get their best starter in. So a lot of the bullpen in the all-star game are is just made up of 
good starters. Yeah. So maybe they just ran out of spots because they had to represent every team. But it's asinine. Asinine is what it is. Yeah. So Sonny's been Sonny's been pretty good this season. Uh, we're coming off of uh, a Pablo Lopez 100 pitch performance on a complete game shutout, which was the first in his career. And I every time he went back out there, I was just like, oh, look at Rocco on the edge. You know, I was just waiting on like him getting rid of a pitch and and getting like smacked for Rocco to be like, all right, all right, that's enough. You come on out, come on out. But he let him go, got the complete game shutout. So I I I shudder to see what they do to carry this momentum forward into this last series of the, the first half. Yeah, and the schedule after the All-Star break, Reggie's pretty favorable. If they can win this Baltimore series, go into the break three games over 500 with a lead in the Central, uh, they've got Oakland for three games. Oakland is the worst team in baseball, uh, although the Royals are coming for them. The Royals are sinking quickly. Seattle, they play seven times in July. Seattle is exactly at 500. White Sox are 15 below 500. And then the Royals are vying with the Athletics for the worst team in baseball. So that is a very favorable July schedule. Every team you play has a worse record than you, in some cases a much worse record than you. I've been very pessimistic about this Twins team all season, but if you can do what you're supposed to do in July, win four or five series in a row, get double digits over 500, and just use your pitching to win games four to two if you have to, uh, the Twins could actually put themselves in a very favorable spot going up to the trade deadline where they'll have to make a big decision. I've been saying don't buy. Don't give up your assets to try to bolster this team. Just roll mm. with what you have. Uh, but they could change my mind if they rattle off some wins here the next couple of weeks. Yeah, here's some crazy Twins pitching stats on Twitter from Aaron Gleeman. I shared these on the Rankham Show with Sam yesterday. Number one ERA in the league. Number one strikeout rate. Number one OBP against. Number one slugging percentage against. Number one in innings per start. And number one most quality starts in the entire MLB. Those are deep playoff type of numbers. If not, dare I even say World Series type of rotation you're getting right now. I think it all just comes down to the same two things we constantly bring up on this show. The hitting. And the coaching. And the hitting really comes down to the fact, I think, when you got three or four veteran bats like Buxton, Correa, Polanco, Max Kepler, Joey Gallo, and when those guys aren't doing their job and carrying the lineup or close to what you need them to be, then all of a sudden, you're putting a lot of pressure on all these young kids like the Alex Kirilovs, Farmer, Miranda, Julian, etc. every night. And those are guys that, just by nature, they're just going to have a lot more inconsistencies. They're going to take a little bit longer to develop. So it's not really fair to expect those guys to bail you out on a nightly basis. Reggie mentioned Royce Lewis, the only guy who's really stepped up. Of course, now he's going to be out six weeks. And as far as the coaching goes, I'm looking at Rocco and his inabilities to win some of these close games. They don't steal bases. He doesn't bunt guys and sacrifice guys over. And when your bats aren't working, and your pitching is carrying you, guess what? You're going to be in a lot of one-run games. They're 12-15 and 15 now, but they started the season like 4-10. and 10. So it's still a concern for me. Something needs to change there for me and my money. And if the pitching keeps this up, it'd just be a real shame to watch this team continue to go 500 in the second half because guys like Buxton and Correa just aren't keeping their side of the street clean and doing what you paid them to do. So it's one thing, Sam, to win this division, 
just because the rest of the division is so weak. It's another to waste such a good pitching season by this rotation and maybe go deep in the playoffs. <clears throat> Where do I go? Jay-Z, one take, one minute. It doesn't matter right now because we're talking about the Baltimore Orioles who are second in the, in the AL East. 51 and 36. They have a better record than the Twins. If they lose these next three games and the Cleveland Guardians, they play a terrible team in the Royals. So if they can win their next three and the Twins lose their next three, we're not, they don't have the league on an all-star break. And then we don't feel as nice and cuddly as we do right now. And we're not praising all these stats. Stats, they matter. But they only matter if the coach is helping them out. Now, again, I know there was this talk, and everybody talked about that. Reggie brought that up as well. Maybe the talk is going to help, and they're going to go out and just smash the Baltimore Orioles. But if they lose three to the Baltimore Orioles or lose two out of three, and the Guardians find a way to win three, they're in trouble. They're in trouble because now doubt's going to creep back in. We're number two in the division. We got to play harder. Or maybe that's a kick in the butt. But going into the All-Star break, I think their key is they have to win two out of three. They have to beat the Orioles two out of three times. Starts off today, ends on Sunday before the All-Star game on the 11th. But they have to do it. That's the only way. I, I just feel like sports is always about momentum. You look at the Lakers, how they started to climb, and look how they ended up. You look at the Timberwolves and how they started to decline and where they ended up. It, it, it To me, it just you just have to figure out what you're going to do. But we got to move on, fellas. We got to move on to another topic. The Twins, we'll see. These next three games between them and the Cleveland Guardians are going to be fun to watch. And then we'll be back on the roundtable next week. We'll see what happened. Uh, I will also be in Iowa, so maybe I'll be able to bet on the Twins losing uh, you know, the lead. I don't know if, if there'll be a prop bet for me to bet on FanDuel because I'll be Brian, in Iowa. You, you, spend, you spend more time in Iowa than Iowans. I know. I know. It, they don't want to be there. So, you know, I, I figure it's, it's, <laughs> it's some softball, so I get to go there. Uh, but, yeah, I get, to, I get to place a little bet on FanDuel. Last time I was there, we know what happened. My, 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 my Denver Nuggets beat the uh, Lakers by six. I took the five and a half. So, <laughs> I got, I got to find uh I got to find some props. I've saw some good props. I'm not gonna lie on FanDuel. I saw some good ones where it's like first home run. Uh, these four guys will hit a home run. So somebody I was looking at Twitter too, trying to get some some, some takes. People were like, hey, if, if Otani's in that, you always bet on Otani to hit a home run in a parlay. So, but it'd be just my luck he doesn't hit one. Everybody else will hit one, and then par- and show on Otani will just like bunt their whole game or something because he's trying to do something <laughs> special. And, and yeah, who knows? What's well, time to move on to the next topic, Luke? What you got for us? Yeah, Ron, couple things here when it comes to the Vikings' biggest concerns. I think the A topic, though, it's got to start and stop in the secondary. You let all four starters walk. That's kind of unheard of. The oldest guy is a 25-year-old Byron Murphy. I think it's pretty natural. You're going to have a lot of concerns and assume there's going to be some growing pains there. Remember this, Brian Flores loves to run the nickel and dime packages. So you're going to see three, if not four, cornerbacks out on the field a lot. Cornerbacks two, three, and four right now, guys. A combined three games started in the NFL. That's a huge concern. I think without making a big trade or bringing in a guy like Marcus Peters in on free agency, the only thing I can sit here and confidently say is going to help that secondary is helping the pass rush. That means bringing back Daniil Hunter and making sure you maximize a guy like Marcus Davenport, a guy who you're paying $13 million to come in and be a veteran presence as a pass rusher. So one of those two things needs to happen. Otherwise, Brian Flores, he's got his work cut out for him in 2023. Sam, what you got? Yeah, and that that pass rush to me, without Daniil Hunter, might become my biggest concern. And I've been saying it's the secondary, it's the cornerbacks. But if Daniil Hunter is gone, Darius Smith is gone, 
Marcus Davenport is a wild card. You know, he's kind of a, a one-year mercenary. He's playing for his next contract, coming off a bad year with the Saints. Uh, can he be a three-down guy? Can he get double-digit sacks? Uh, that's a big question mark for me after what he did last year. He is a guy that generates a lot of pressure but doesn't get home. If he can get home, finish those off, uh, then maybe that becomes a great signing. But I need to see it on the field. DJ Wanham and Patrick Jones as your two and three, that's worrisome to me. Andre Carter might be on the field, the UDFA rookie. So that, that pass rushing depth is not very strong right now. Uh, we need Mike Zimmer to draw up some exotic blitzes and get these linebackers and, and cornerbacks blitzing to get pressure on the quarterback because I don't know if the edge rushers are necessarily going to be in position to do that, and that's only going to expose your weak cornerback group even more. So uh, Luke's taking the corners. I'm taking the pass rush. Again, this might be a Twins situation where the offense is elite like the Twins pitching, but the other side of the ball, like the Twins, uh, the twins bats, it's going to be really weak and hold them back potentially. So uh, is 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 Zimmer available? Chris <laughs> Thomason's gone now, so he might want to. <laughs> he might come back. You know, is he still know. with Dion? I think I, I don't know his whereabouts these days. He's with Dion's coaching. He's, he's, he's going to be a mystery. consultant at Colorado. I think he's going to be a consultant. Yeah, he's he's a mystery these days. But uh, so you guys, you guys took the ones that I was going to go with. So I'm just going to manufacture one just because, like, I can. And you guys asked, so. I have to answer, but uh, maybe the offensive line, you know, you think big things for this offense moving forward. Uh, you, you could say a, a bit of a question mark with Alexander Madison, but, but you, you assume that they are just going to do what they need to do, become more balanced on offense, but you gotta, got, you gotta have those guys up front blocking, blocking well for what this offense wants to do. And you hope that Ed Ingram takes a step forward. Luke, you and I were talking about this on the, the party on Wednesday. You hope that Ingram could take a step forward. You hope that O'Neal comes back from his injury fully healed and looking like the guy that he was beforehand. You hope that Ezra Cleveland continues to take, to take a step forward. No kind of injuries for Christian Derisaw and Derisaw Island is alive and well in 2023. And then Garrett Bradbury, he had a, a career year plan for a contract now that he has the contract you hope that you see him take a step forward or at least play up to what he was last year so that this you know this unit it was it was talked about much of the season how these guys is they were playing together most of the year and so then the injuries happen later on in the season you got some good backup depth with Brandle and Schlotman and and you feel you feel pretty good about what the offense can do, but if these guys up front don't do what they're supposed to do, that then becomes a big concern because this offense is expected to carry this team. You add new talent like Jordan Addison, and you bulk up with Josh Oliver and things like that. If they can't get consistent blocking done, they're in trouble. Well. Here's where I go with it. I, I think the overall overarching issue for the Vikings and concern that everybody has right now is real simple. It's just the defense, period. Now, if Daniel Hunter goes, I think it gets even worse because you had Daniel Hunter kicking down the door with Zadarius Smith. Zadarius Smith is gone. So can Daniel Hunter manufacture this kick, get excited by himself without Daniel, or sorry, without Zadarius? He doesn't have Everson Griffin anymore. So this is going to be Daniel's year. 
if he is here to keep the defense excited. There's no Eric Kendrick, so you don't have a guy running sideline to sideline, whipping his hair back, making big moves when his helmet comes off, staring at the camera, getting the team excited. Harrison Smith is not a rah, rah, rah guy. So my concern is just the defensive energy. Can Brian Flores figure out a way, and like Sam said, draw up some weird blitzes and make it look fun, make them run around. Uh, other than Bart Scott and uh, Darrell Revis, I think, the Jets' defense back then wasn't no name, but it was a lot of guys just running around the field. And I think that's the thing. Like, the Ravens did it, but they had a bunch of stars. Uh, the Patriots did it, but everybody knew who they were uh, with, with Nikovich and all the names. But with the Jets, it was kind of like, well, we got Bart Scott, we got Darrell Revis, and then we got a bunch of other guys. You got Camardi was out there for a little bit, too. Uh, but it was a lot of, like, Rex Ryan manufacturing pressure. I think that's an energy. Brian Flores has to find a guy like a Bart Scott. Who can I get to be energized all the time, keep this team exciting on the field, because this offense is going to be um, – I mean, they're, they're going to be a top-10 offense. Can this defense be a top-15 defense? And that's that's the concern. To alleviate it, again, I think it's pressure and blitz. I think Sam hit the nail on the head. you got to figure out a way to keep these guys excited on the field. But we got to move on to the next topic, fellas. And before we do that, we have a word from our sponsors. Thanks, Ron. Uh, let me tell you about FanDuel that brings us today's show. You can run to FanDuel and bet Major League Baseball this weekend before the All-Star break and a great new promotion going on at FanDuel. Get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. So you can bet 20 and they will hand you $200 in bonus bets, whether you win or lose. 200 that you can spend on money lines, over-unders, or, like Ron said earlier, a little home run parlay action. Tonight, the Twins hosting Baltimore. They are minus 156 favorites. Run line is 8.5. Check out that line and so many more at FanDuel Sportsbook. It's an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball, an official sportsbook partner of Locked On. FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. $200 in bonus bets if you bet 20. Uh, FanDuel.com slash Locked On. And we're also sponsored by SXM, the app. We're sponsored by SiriusXM Radio as a par partner, partner of Locked On Sports, especially Locked On Sports Minnesota, and of course, the Friday Roundtable. The Twins, you can catch every pitch of their hometown broadcast tonight starting at 7-10 versus the Baltimore Orioles. These are three crucial games coming up, but you got to start with the first one. Just jump on the SXM app and search Twins, and you'll get every sound of that game when they're losing. But if you're cutting the grass, if you're driving down to Iowa or somewhere on this beautiful Friday, going to your cabin, the SXM app will be with you on the go. And also, don't forget, you can download Locked On Sports Minnesota on the SXM app and take us wherever you go as well. Well, we got to move on to the next topic, fellas, and it's a little NBA talk. We got to talk about Damian Lillard. He kind of dominated the headlines. And here's where I go with this. They talked about teams that Damian Lillard wants to go to and teams he doesn't want to go to. And his agent has been calling teams saying, you better not trade for him because he's not happy if he goes to you. And he's not told the Miami Heat that. The Miami Heat, he's not said anything to them. He also hasn't said anything to the Twins, or sorry, the Timberwolves. But I don't think it matters because I think the Timberwolves like 2% chance he goes there. But he has not told the Heat or the Timberwolves he's going to be mad if he goes to you. Again, I don't think the Timberwolves are a front runner, But Here's where I go with this. If you were to be able to trade for Damian Lillard, because the, 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 the Blazers can do whatever they want, what were we willing to give up? Well, here's what I would give up. i give up just about everything. I would, because Anthony Edwards with Damian Lillard, I feel like becomes the one-two punch of the West, similar to the Warriors. 
Uh, Anthony Edwards is not a shooter like Clay Thompson, but he can guard him on defense. Damian Lillard, in my opinion, is a better overall scorer than Steph Curry. Not a better shooter, but an overall scorer. Steph Curry, we know he has gimmicky stuff he has to do, and he's he's a deep three guy. Damian Lillard can score from everywhere. Now, Steph Curry can as well. They're both great, but I think Damian Lillard gives you a little bit more energy, a little bit more swagger to it. I would go Damian Lillard, uh, Anthony Edwards, I don't care who else, and then I would stay with Unfortunately, Rudy Gobert. I would I would trade Carl Anthony Towns for Damian Lillard because I don't think there's a way to get Damian Lillard without giving out Carl Anthony Towns. And that's the problem. Unless you have to trade five first-round picks, that's what they should have done. They should have traded five first-round picks last year for Damian Lillard and not brought Rudy Gobert. That would have been a perfect team. You would have had Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and Damian Lillard. But that's where I go. I think you got to get rid of Carl Anthony Towns, unfortunately, to get Damian Lillard. But I think it's worth it because you get a, a perennial scorer and you, and you already have a big in, in, in a Rudy O'Bear. You look at the Warriors, they don't have any bigs. They're going small ball. They got Chris Paul. You got and you, you keep Mike Conley Jr. in that with Damian Lillard and Anthony Edwards as your three because then you can go Steph Curry, Chris Paul, and then Klay Thompson. I, I think you go three guards with their three guards. Rudy Gobert becomes the outlier against whoever they put in at center, and then you got Nas Reed or somebody to go against Draymond Green. I think you have a chance to beat the Warriors because I feel like the Warriors are the front runner. Uh, and, then, and then, of course, you have the, the Suns, but Mm, they might break down. But what do you got for this? What do you got for this one, Luke? Is cat enough? I'm not sure cat enough. I'm sorry. I'm not sure cat is enough just for Dame straight up. I think you might have to give up a guy like Conley to help him feel better about point guard with the crafty vet there. And then you probably got to do some swaps because the T-Wolves have no first rounders for what, 20 years now, but swapping <laughs> some first rounders, some futures, and then even throwing in a couple second rounders just to sweeten the deal, put the cherry on top. And then you got Cat and Conley for Dame and, and a bench guy, like a role guy. You swap some future first, give a couple seconds as well. And maybe that sounds like a lot, but I think just, just picturing Ant, Dame, Jaden, Nas, and Rudy on the same floor together, that gets me jacked up. So I think the money here is the big catalyst, though, again, because the Wolves cap, when you look at the cap next year, it's toast. So that needs to be the primary piece of the equation if you're going to make a blockbuster move like this one. Sam. Yeah, so there's a couple ways to think about this. The the dame for cat straight up is very interesting. But if I'm Portland, I think if I'm giving up dame, I think that I'm tearing down. I don't think I need another star, quote unquote, on sure. my team under a big salary. I want expiring contracts that I can possibly trade. So if I'm Portland, I'm asking for uh, Mike Conley, and especially looking at what they are doing right now, their GM, Joe Cronin, says that they're trying to win. So they re-signed Jeremy Grant. They uh, they just matched the contract uh, that Dallas offered their point guard. So they're like, no, nah, we're, we're not we're not giving him up. So, like, it seems like they are trying to, you know, they get scooped. They're, they're trying to move things forward. And, and try to win still, even though Dame is on the way out. I think here's the interesting thing. I was at the Nas Reed press conference on Wednesday. And we keep talking about it. They have three bigs, 400, almost nearly $450 million tied into three bigs. And I made the joke like, man, all right, uh, is there any chance that you got, you know, put Luca Garza out there as well. Find another one, and you guys just play. You play five bigs at at, at once. See how that goes. Like they're just accumulating bigs, and they keep talking about how, you know, hey, today's NBA, it's gonna work. 
it can work. This is how things are going. And you're just like, okay, you can't serve me chicken and tell me it's steak. Like, I don't know that that's going to continue to work. So the writing is on the wall here. They're going to have to trade one of these guys. They're, they're going to. The second apron is coming as well. They got to pay Jaden McDaniels. This is something, something's got to give. And I think this would be the opportunity to trade Cat. But I do think you, you attach Mike Conley with him. And maybe that's enough for Dane because Cat is, is an all star player. He's not the type of caliber of player and, and game changer as Dame is. But if it were to happen and Dame did say, like, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to be in the cold for eight months out of the year, yeah, that's fine. I think that would probably be a little bit more than unless unless Rudy balls out this year and they can somehow find some trade value for him in the next offseason. I just don't see a way that they can get under get out from under this by not trading cat. And and it's especially true when you say, Sam, like this Nas Reed deal. Yeah, that's a three year, forty two million dollars. Like if they don't have to trade Nas like that's a good deal for them because he's not eating up a bunch of salary cap. But once Cat starts making 55 or however many million dollars a year a season when that new Supermax kicks in, now you got some issues with this second apron. And so maybe not for Dame, especially considering that he said he's only going to go to Miami, but they do have a decision to make uh, with Cat here soon. Yeah, I think the team has to figure it out big time. And Reggie, you're right. Like everybody saying Rudy or Cat, who has to go? Cat or Rudy or both or one of them. I think Cat, yeah, Cat went on the podcast saying, look what we did in four to five months. It took the Denver Nuggets four to five years. Like, I to me, it doesn't sound good. Like when you're saying, look what we did in four to five months, we had a better season and we were the seventh, eighth seed. And then we still lost to the first seed. And they now we're just claiming because they did it for four to five. You were together for four to five years with a lot of other teammates and it didn't work. So what are you talking about? But you know what? doesn't matter right now. We're not going to keep diving into this. We got a fun topic coming up at the end of the show. Uh, Sam Ekstrom, this is yours. What you got for us? What's the fun one? Yeah, I teased this in the open. But Skip Bayless is lonely, you guys. He needs a co-host. No one wants to be his co-host. Shannon Sharp didn't want to be his co-host, and he got bought out, and the show is off the air because they don't have a co-host. We need to find Skip a friend. Skip just wants a buddy to talk sports with. Is that too much to ask? I think Ron Johnson would be a great fit. Um, I also think that if if literally you could take anybody on earth and set them in that chair across from Skip, uh, and I would be heartbroken because it would it would ruin PTI. Mike Wilbon would be so good oh, as his adversary on that show. That would be unbelievable. Now it's he's too much fun with Kornheiser. I don't want to break it up, but I would love Wilbon just equalizing Skip Bayless. I think he'd be amazing in that role. But do you guys have anyone just kind of pick of the litter? Anybody that you could put across from Skip? Who would who would you choose? Who would you have on that show? Luke. You know, I was looking at who they've actually got it narrowed down to of the five. I like Nick Wright. I'd have to sit here and think about it for a second as far as, you know, pick of the litter. Can I go PA? Can I go off the wall? Can I go Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings? He would be, if nothing else, highly entertaining. Let's just say that. Yeah. Reggie. So it's never going to happen just for pure intellectual things. Um, But I would love to see Bomani Jones 
across mm. from Skip. He would literally verbally and intellectually undress Skip mm -hmm. every day. But I would tune in because the thing about Bomani, when I watch him, when I listen to him, he makes people smarter. He does, he does a great job at, at giving people things to think about that challenges the things that they that they view and and their look on society. And it's it's crazy how he like interweaves that into sports. And I think he would just, like I said, he would completely obliterate. I never watched Undisputed. I happen to hate, loathe detest all these sports debate shows and that's all you see on daytime sports television bring the real journalism back but that's another aside but i would love to see bomani in that spot because i think any and every you you know when skip gets all like riled up and he's just i want to talk you're not letting me talk like getting all like beside himself like bomani would frustrate him to no end he might have a heart attack on set uh, you know, it's funny. I, I think Shady McCoy is up for that. Some mm -hmm. people said like they're looking at Shady McCoy. I don't know if I like no thanks some of the stuff he says and the way he says it. Like it just doesn't sit well with me. Um, but I know Fox is scrambling right now to find somebody to sit across from Skip. I think Shannon would have been easier to find. So like I could have seen Shannon and Max Kellerman. I could have saw Shannon and mm -hmm. I mean anybody to be and honest. Kellerman got laid off um, too. He's he's available. That, that's why I think Shannon and Kellerman would have been a good one. It might be Kellerman and Skip. But this is one thing I'll say. They're trying to recreate lightning in a bottle. Skip and Stephen A uh, were, were kind of considered equals. Uh, they had a good rapport. They would bring athletes on with them, but it was them, and then they would bring people on. I think once they fell out because Skip felt like he wasn't a big part of the uh, – Skip wanted to be a bigger name, and so he left. Uh, Stephen A continues to do his thing. Skip tried to do his thing with Skip, but Skip's – lost respect and that's the only reason like i would love to do it i'd love to just do a test week because i know they're looking for people to do that uh with skip and just see how it goes but i know skip is extremely disrespectful whenever you disrespect anybody he loves uh when it comes to like tom brady like he he tried to disrespect shannon sharp hall of famer best tight end in the game because he said tom brady wasn't playing well and he's like you're jealous you're jealous of the season he's having because you didn't get to play this long it's like what and that's when shannon took the glasses off like skip I played, I played 14 years. I'm a Hall of Famer. I got the best right. Like, what, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not some kind of bum out here. Why are you, why are you hating on me? He's like, you're going to hate on me for Tom Brady, and we're just doing our job right now. But you're going to hate on me on TV. for like. And it's like, Skip, what did you ever do? You never played. Like, what did you do? You got lucky, and you rode coattails, and you wrote stuff, but you never really put anything hard-hitting down that people really like. It's been like just he's carried the bravado and the persona, and I, and I like both of them. Uh, so I would do it, but I, it's going to be hard. I think it's going to be hard to replace Cannon Sharp just because of the energy he bought, the fun he bought to it. But I know I got the glasses. I got the cigar. I got the I got the whiskey. Um, so, hey, I'd love to do it too. But, you know, Locked On, I don't know if Locked On would, would want me just running around, jumping off uh, the show, leaving Sam high and dry. Uh, but I'd do it. I Might be my that. big break, Ron. I don't know. <laughs> Have you come on? <laughs> have me and sam have I'll, me and sam on there sam has to be my producer skip has to have his own producer yeah. hey we might have to figure that out but uh mm -hmm. but hey guys this is, it's been a good show be a good fun show i'm ron johnson that's luke inman that's reggie wilson that's sam ekstrom and remember you can get us anywhere spotify i was just last night i was on uh the apple 
So if you go to your Apple device as well, I was on the Apple TV device and I saw the Locked On Sports Minnesota app. I was on my Roku device last night as well. I saw the Locked On Sports Minnesota app. I go on my iTunes, it's there. I don't have Spotify, but I know it's there. I do have the iHeartMedia app and it's there. I have an Amazon Fire, it's there. People, wherever you get your podcast or wherever you get your videos, you can get it. And of course, please subscribe on YouTube. All you need is an email address is go to YouTube, find Locked On Sports Minnesota. You can download us and watch. Anytime a video is uploaded, you'll get an update at the top of your phone, that little suggestion bar. That's us just telling you like, hey, there's a new show up. Click that. You can check out what we're doing today. But again, I'm Ron Johnson. That's Reggie Wilson from CARE 11. That's Sam Ekstrom. And that's Luke Inman. I want to thank you guys and have a great weekend. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.